This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. We are back for a pitch down, which we haven't done in ages and years. Severance was probably our last one. Great show. Go check out our severance coverage. But today we are here to cover kind of an old show, right? Been out for like a year or so, right? Maybe not quite. But we are covering episode one of the Netflix series Arcane League of Legends. And it is not me who's pitching it. So I'm going to hand this over to Luke and Dave, who are going to be our pitch masters today, because me and Jimmy haven't seen a lick besides the pilot. So hit it, boys. Okay, so Arcane. This show has been circled on the calendar for a while to talk about. This is something that isn't necessarily in our wheelhouse because it's animated, but it is in our wheelhouse in terms of genre of like sci-fi fantasy dystopian world. I've been meaning to get Jimmy and Kathleen just to see it, just to get someone that I knew wouldn't be biased by the other binge townies anime scope and like come into it fresh and like actually just being able to, to look at it as like a legitimate show because this show won a bunch of awards. It's very highly regarded on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, Netflix, Absolutely love the viewership and the ratings. And I'll talk about specifics as we go through it. Um, But I was just so excited to have you guys watch this first episode and us talk about it. For those that don't know, just a quick run through of what pitch towns are. Someone's going to come onto a show as a scene of series or a season to completion that they feel passionate about. And then they make some other quote unquote rooks come onto the podcast and they'll watch it with fresh eyes. And my goal and with Dave here, who's also a veteran for this show is to convince them to continue watching it or at least get them to be interested enough to potentially continue in the future. Putting that aside, Dave, I guess you can start at just how you felt just about like rewatching it and like what you think about the show in general. Yeah. And just to let everyone listening out there, me and Luke are by no means League of Legends experts. We've actually never played the game before, but because we do like video games and we enjoy getting a little bit of the the cultural knowledge from it, we wanted to check out Arcane. So we don't know anything about specific characters. Like this was a, our first time watching. It was fresh eyes to us. We didn't know any of the characters, what the plot points were going to be. But overall, when I was watching that first season, I still... I don't want to give specific episode numbers away because I don't want to create too much hype, but there are moments in this show where they changed me. Like (laughs) it was depressing and exciting and everything you would want in a show. It was so good. It was amazing. First season absolutely nailed it. And I can't wait for them to do season two. Yeah. Jumping on to what Luke was saying about the pitch town premise, me and Kathleen here as the rookies are going to decide if we are going to binge immediately 
add it to the list or we're going to make Luke and Dave get a little upset and cry and tell them we're not interested and we're out. And then we have to explain why we're out. So that comes at the end. Right now, we're just going to talk to pilot. I guess I'll go first. What I want to say is I had a great time watching this. The freaking animation was amazing. It's really, really cool to have an animated project like this because you can have the coolest world. You know, you can have all it's like it's like you're playing a video game where like everything around you is just really detailed and amazing and things that you definitely couldn't have in the real world when you're just trying to throw props in on a TV show just can't exist. And it was amazing to see this animation. I really enjoyed that. Of course, I enjoyed some Imagine Dragons action. Mm-hmm. Little callback to me for the 100, little radioactive. Love that. Oh, yeah. Since you brought it up, I need to know, are you guys yay or nay on the song? I couldn't wait to talk about this. So I only <laughs> have liked Imagine Dragons twice in my life. Once during this theme song and once during the 100. So yeah. <laughs> I genuinely and generally am just like have a ugh, to Imagine Dragons. They're just so overplayed on the radio and stuff. But this was good. I was like this. I, my head was absolutely banging. So, yeah, Jimmy. I, I agree. And I'm not a big Imagine Dragons guy, but obviously for the 100, we love it. And for this intro, loved it. And just in general, the music that they play has been great, great timing, great choices. Just this mixture of the, the animation style, the, the music, the soundtrack. It's just doing it for me. I really did enjoy this first episode and the characters are very, very interesting as well. And I can't wait to get into them a little bit more too. The soundtrack throughout the entire season is just incredible. It's like I got a grunge feel to it and it like really fits the animation styles that kind of develop over the course of these next few episodes. So I'm very excited to see what you guys think of it going forward. Is this considered an anime or no? No, no. Okay. So what is I, the definition of an anime? I would just say anything that was like probably developed and started in like Japan as like That's what I figured, yeah. It's probably just a cultural thing for Japan because I don't think like China has anime, but I don't think they call it anime, to be honest. It's kind of like champagne is only from Champagne, France. Everywhere else it's Prosecco. That's what I take <laughs> it as. Prosecco in it. Because Dave, you lean to the left or right. Yeah, see Avatar right behind him. It's basically anime. But it because it was made by Americans, it's just called American cartoons. Like but it's as close it, as you can get. The same thing, yeah. Okay. Um, so was this is, made by Americans? Probably. Probably. Like it's guess. it's like the American. I think it's Riot Company is the name of the gaming studio. Like Pokemon's another good one you could say. Like I've the newer seasons of Pokemon have no, developed considered anime. Pokemon. Yeah, but they're it anime. Looks, it even yeah. looks more so nowadays. With I've seen like a couple clips of like the newer seasons, mm-hmm. and they look more anime than they did when we were younger. Right, but. That aside, I don't really consider it anime. Like Dave said, we didn't really have any prior knowledge into this League of Legends world because it's you could just consider it an adaptation of the lore of one of the most popular video games in the world. League of Legends has mm. one of the biggest competitive gaming scenes. And surprisingly, that's just like a huge blind spot in me and Dave's nerdum. Like we don't have any anything about that. It was a PC game and we were mostly consoles, so we didn't really get a chance to play it ever. Right. So what this show actually is it's based on the league of legends world and league of legends is just like a straight fighting game there's no story to it and so what this season is is the backstory prior to the video games that's been out for over a decade and it's like giving you just build up just because they have a very interesting world that's built without a storyline in this video game so this allows them to expand upon all that basically people that are league of legend fans and know some of the lore know the end 
of these series, like of anything they're going to do, because they know the final state of where these characters end up to be in this video game. So that's kind of the cool thing is us not knowing anything. When we watched through this season, we didn't know who was going to die, who was going to live, who was going to change and become like an actual playable character. So that was the fun for us. But as soon as I finished it, that was the first thing I Googled. And it's just unbelievable how well the intellectual property was handled. Like all of the Easter eggs, everything you're seeing in this world has some sort of like extra tie, like whether it's just a random poster or a, the name of a bar, like all of these things some matter. Of the probably that characters use are callbacks yeah. to video games. The last drop. I probably that's probably. the bar. <laughs> yeah. I won't go into the specifics of the actual episode yet. I just want to give you guys a couple more just peripherals. I keep calling. Them. I think they and do. Then we could talk about the actual episode. The gaming company is called Riot, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think they have probably released like YouTube shorts and things of like animated character backstories. But this is the first main project that they've done. So, right. And I mentioned it earlier. It was received incredibly well. It has 100% from a critic score, Rotten Tomatoes, um, 96% on audience score. And it's a nine out of 10 on IMDb. If you don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes, I know people are a little weird about that. Uh, it won four primetime Emmys, including Outstanding Animated Program. It was, and it has 21 total awards. So it's, it's basically objectively good. I'm, is what I'm trying to get at, regardless of how you feel about the plot and just like the amount of money and time and care that went into it. Almost everybody loved it. Like whether you were a hardcore League of Legends player that was looking for additional background information, they loved it. Whether you're a casual that hasn't heard anything, aka us, they yeah. loved it. So it, it was just one of those things that came out of nowhere and kind of, destroyed my timeline in terms of just taking over like everybody praising it and stuff and i really haven't met somebody that's watched the whole season that wasn't at least eight out of ten or above and that includes b toms who we know is a hard sell yeah big time i just give my quick opinion on on the first watch of the pilot so i love tv but i i really rarely watch animated stuff it takes a lot for some for me to click play i mean i'm a rick and morty fan and i used to be a family guy fan and that's about how extensive my animation goes so i knew i would like this like you guys all loved it but it would take something like this to make me hit play where i'm like we're podcasting on it um but i'm glad we did i mean this first episode was a lot of just introduction to the lore. It was a great intro to our um, couple characters, our like little misfit friends who we're going to follow around, which I really like. Haley Steinfeld. We're like yeah, Haley okay. Stanfeld. Kidding me? <laughs> did you Obsessed. know that, Yes, I did know that. Yep. I had no idea what this was about when I hit play. I didn't read anything on it. I literally knew nothing. No, I, don't, I didn't remember a single thing. So I like the like utopian upside dystopian downs down like under city type deal. And I like the sisterhood between Vi and what's her name? Vi and powder powder. Yeah. Like I love that shit. So I, I genuinely was like excited. The pilot of something like this, you're always waiting for that last five minutes for the other shooter drop to be like, what's the plot of the rest of the season. So I was really excited when we got that because I was like, here we go. That's what I needed to like catapult me. Not that I'm spoiling if I'm going to watch more or not. Yeah, but you mentioned it earlier, Kathleen. This came out in November of 2021, so a year ago, literally, and it was almost immediately greenlit based on the numbers. And season two is supposed to come out in sometime around 2023. I'm sure these kind of things to animate. It's it's basically like uh, Into the Spider Verse, incredibly mm-hmm. uh, time consuming, and it's hard to animate, especially in this style. And you guys are going to see how much it leans into the chaotic animation that you kind of got glimpses of here but there's a couple things i need to say that i didn't remember that 
don't get shown in the pilot just to give you something to like hang on to. I would say that there's three main characters of this show and it's kind of a 1A, 1B between the sisters. And then the next main character has not been introduced yet. And I didn't remember that, but there is a whole new main character that basically episode two is like mostly him. Like what you said, Kathleen, it separates it into the outsiders. Yeah, the, the topsiders and the uh, the dystopian people. And so we get a perspective of one character. Well, two, I guess, if you're looking at it from sisters. the sisters. But you get a perspective from each side. And that's we'll get the other perspective in the second episode. And this character, he's like just a handsome, young, smart guy. And I think, Kathleen, you're going to really like him. And I'm upset that you didn't get introduced to him because I wanted to see your take on it on this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, like I said, if you click play on episode two, he's probably the first face you're going to see. So keep that in the back of your mind that there's a whole nother storyline and that storyline is centered around the politics of the topsiders which is a whole fun aspect to step away from like the crazy plot that's going on where shit's actually getting done in the in the bottom side so that's just a whole nother thing to like think about and i'm happy they introduced one of the main antagonists of the show at the very end here because i didn't remember if he was going to be in it too but he is a fantastically written character too so just be ready like he is not going to go where you think or maybe he will and it's still going to just be satisfying but either way silco i think his name silco is he's a fantastic character love it yeah I let's love get it. into the episode i guess we could just kind of open the floor to to talk about world building what you guys thought of that because this show has to kind of be treated like high fantasy like wheel of time or the witcher where you you're not really looking for too much plot in the first episode it's more about setting the foundation but what were you guys thinking about the top the bottom and like how exaggerate it like the difference between their lifestyles are and just the art i guess of it all too comes into comes into play well this is much different visually than family guy and rick and morty so it was (laughs) cool i mean i wrote the graphics are amazing it was it's cool to see this is a different style that i've ever seen but just in general like i mean the idea of a couple of kids like poor kids fucking scavenging the fucking like upside at that point you didn't even know there was an underside right Mm -hmm. like they have to go through that cool elevator thing to get to the underside and the reveal of the undercity is really fucking cool Uh, but i just thought they were from another part of town or something you know like i didn't understand that there was going to be a top and a bottom so Mm -hmm. i i mean i loved all that stuff. i'm like such a sucker for gadgets too and that's all they do in this show is like little funny cool gadgets like even the one cop who is like a topside cock, cock, <laughs> cop that works with <laughs> with Vander, and she like puts down like a cylinder or something. She's like, "That'll reach me." I'm like, what "The fuck is that?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they have one. the little gadgets that are they're supposed to like what wrap around your legs and and catch you if if it hits you right. And they're when they're running away from the yeah, that was cool. quote unquote cocks. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> And and we see we see a lot of things and I, and I honestly felt like I was playing a video game where it's like you have to make sure you see everything and you and you grab everything and you find the hidden chests and you like Kathleen said scavenge for the hidden items and I mean it was it was awesome I really liked it um, I thought that you know the characters are introduced pretty well right away me- meaning our our main underside characters Vi is what we're gonna call her right Yep Yeah Yeah Vi or seems Haley, like she's good yeah vi slash Haley valley is is a badass man she's really she really is gonna be this awesome protagonist and i'm interested to see who that other protagonist is but for now if you didn't tell me that there was another protagonist i wouldn't care i don't think we need one to be honest and what's what's her 
not her dad, obviously. Her quote unquote Vander. Uh, Vander. 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 Yeah, Vander seems like a freaking badass. I mean, we obviously see him right away in the flashback doing some badass things that <laughs> he doesn't want to use those hands anymore. You can tell, but you know, him saving Vi and powder and then, you know, him bringing them up and the whole storyline and, and character development with that's going to be very interesting as well. You can tell that she's like his almost apprentice and she's going to, she's just going to be a badass. and I can see powder turning into a badass too, but going into their first little heist that they're trying to do. It's just cool. It's like one of like Kathleen said, it's like the kids that are trying to be like Vander, you know, they, they want to do their first thing to prove themselves. They have their first heist and they got it from little man. And, and the introduction of little man's hilarious too later when you're, I wasn't expecting hmm. to actually be like yeah. a little kid. You know, I thought it was just going <laughs> to yeah. be a nickname for usually they do that for like some big buff guy or like something. Vander. Like Vander. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when yeah. You, you, yeah, you meet Vander and he's like, I'm little man. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Going through their little heist, it was cool just looking around, trying to figure out what these gadgets are. And then you see the blue sapphire looking things. And again, yeah. it's just like a video game where you're like, is this a crystal? Like, is it is it monetary here? Is this going to have powers? Obviously, we see that it does. It's just so much. It, it, and I keep bringing it back to it like a video game. It just seems like they can pack so much into it. And, you know, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but it just makes you want to keep watching to see what else is coming when it comes to items, gadgets, you know, storyline, character development, all of it. So I have two things. One, do we get more on the war or whatever was happening that killed their parents? Do we get that or is are we just supposed to be like to think this place is like a war stricken place, like bad things happen all the time that just happened to their parents? Or was that like a big event? That sparked something else. So in terms of us actually getting physical flashbacks in ter- like to that event, no, we don't get any more. That's pretty much it. You'll get the development of what essentially it's pretty it's simple at its core. It's just, you know, the top side have it very nice. Everything, you know, they're the they're the ones who run the ship. And then the people in the bottom are kind of just they're ignored. They're just thrown down there. Like if you fuck up, you're just kind of sent down there and you're forgotten about and you just have to uh, scavenge right. for a living pretty much. And that builds tension between both sides. And I'm pretty sure, again, we'll get more into it as the episodes come, but essentially that war broke out because the, you know, the bottom people thought that they weren't being treated well enough and they kind of mm-hmm. revolted into that battle. What, what we saw. That's just like the whole dynamic with they're called the enforcers or is like the bad guy. Crew. Yeah. Um, the I mean, the bag, like the cops. Yeah. Yeah. The cops. <laughs> no, cops. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think it has to go past that. I think I always mix Vi and V because it's spelled V.I. Yeah. And yeah. V is Chase's girlfriend. But yeah. so it's so Vi and Powder's parents were just, you know, I, I forget what they're called. Bottom. They're not. It's top siders. Is it bottom siders? I was going to say bottom siders, but that's totally not right. It doesn't sound right. right. It doesn't sound right at all. Sorry for us not knowing. We've literally only watched the first episode. They don't use the term. But you're right. It it painted the dynamic between the top and the bottom so well. And it's just more about Vander was like sick of their shit. And he's like, fuck all this. And it was just like, an. I guess it was like a riot or something. It wasn't like a countrywide war that we're going to learn more background. Okay. And also you can see the with obviously the kids and their heist, how well they're able to maneuver the buildings up top. And that's something obviously that you develop in the bottom Mm -hmm. rather than up top. Like the people up top have no need to do that kind of stuff. So that's why they're able to just hop around, be so stealth because no one's used to it up top. Right. But everyone down, down under has to do that. Down down under. Down under. Down under. under. We're using that. (laughs) (laughs) So the other thing, which is totally different, but I wanted to say, 
for powder. I feel like they focus so much, especially like what's his name? Clag Clagger and Milo. Yes. Clagger and Milo were just like hounding on her about fucking up and stuff. But I just feel like her potential is so high because in this episode, they they kind of made it seem like, oh, she always screws up and she's just like the little kid sister is always like fucking up. And like this girl is going to come out absolutely like by episode t- 10 episodes, right? Uh, there's nine by, actually by episode nine. She's just going to be such a badass. I can't wait. Like, like toe to toe with Haley, I think, or, mm-hmm. or V or Vi. <laughs> yeah. They made, it <laughs> such, they made it such a big point too to say that she was half the person you were at your, like at her age, Vi. So we know we've known Vi to be this badass for so long. And so powder has to step up into these shoes that are clearly way too big for her to fill in as of this moment. And it, you feel for powder because, you know, she wants to, look up to her sister she wants to be like her sister but when she gets when it comes down to it she's not the same and she does make mistakes and Mm -hmm. so that that eats at her obviously the boys don't give a fuck about her feelings at all so they keep talking shit but vi's like you know that's my girl i have to have her back like you've made plenty of mistakes too Rewatching this i love the dynamic between vi and powder so much vi is just great value vi yeah. is the best um and this is probably relevant to bring up and it's not too much of a spoiler you might have even guessed it but this is very similar to house of the dragon where there is one very legitimate time skip and then subtle time skips that aren't noticeable okay. changes to the actual character design of characters do they have so, to change the actors dude <laughs> no, no, no. But that's just important to know that we're still like if you're going to think of House of the Dragon, the first I forget what it was, couple of episodes are the prologue. Like that's where we're yeah. at right now. And it goes on okay. for multiple episodes. I won't spoil where and when it changes. Uh, I hope the real story doesn't mean Vander dies at the end of the prologue or something. And there's a time skip without Vander. You mean Billy Butcher? <laughs> I heard yeah, it I, when I was listening. Well, speaking <laughs> of speaking of what you say in Billy Butcher, you said, Luke. Or Dave, one of you two in the ch- in the chat said, "Don't look up anything on IMDb." Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if this is true or not because I couldn't look it up. But Clagger sounds like Badger from Breaking Bad to me so much that I was like, I need to know if it's him. And I'll, I'll look into that right now. You could have went the other way. You could have searched him on Breaking Bad, clicked his profile, and see to if see he if was he's on... in Arcane. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of looking at Arcane, I don't want to do anything though. Yeah, uh, looking at the names underneath some, like the character names is sometimes the dangerous part, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I'm right, but it just sounds like him to me, and it cracked me up. I was like, that, if that's Badger, I love it. While he's looking that up, you guys want to go ahead and tell us in order of the squad. So Powder, Vi, Clagger, and Milo. What are the rankings? Of which the one is, which one's like the skinny that's one Milo. that's bitching all the Milo. time? Milo, he's at the bottom. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give Powder the number one spot just because I really think she. I think she's gonna come into her own into in a different way. Like she doesn't need to be Vi. We already have a Vi, so she can be badass and cool in a different. She's gonna be a tech person, man. I was just. She's gonna be their gadget girl. You can already tell that Vi is more of the the brute strength type, whereas Powder is kind of the behind the scenes guy in the chair, if you want to say that kind of kind (laughs) of role. For sure. Uh, So Powder is not the voice, by the way. Oh really? Damn. <laughs> Powder, Vi, Milo, Clagger. Clagger. No, Clagger, Milo. And then I like Vander a lot. So he would be, I mean, if yeah, he's. Vander would probably he be, counts like two he'd be for in me. the middle. Yeah, the two girls, yeah. 1A, 1B, and then Vander. 
I would just honestly say that I take yours, Kathleen. I agree with yours, except I would probably put Vander right now too over Powder just because I want to see more from Powder first. But I do like her a lot, so she'll I could see her jumping it. But for now, Vander's too. And to be honest, I really like Vander, so he could go one. I mean, I don't know, but right now Valley's doing it for me. You can just I tell, fucking love that. You can just tell Vander's has been around the block. He's yeah. definitely oh, yeah. the he's he's got some skills we saw them like you said jimmy in the beginning of the episode he was kicking some fucking ass and Mm -hmm. now he's kind of that sage person he's the old guy that everyone looks to for advice so that's what i wanted to talk about is because vander is a very very interesting character i like that you're you're latching on to him right away because he could also have a prequel show of his own to this prequel show like he has so much backstory yeah 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 just built in him and one of the amazing things that they do it's kind of tropey but uh, it lays out the dynamics even more between the enforcers and the down unders when he or not not even the down unders the criminals um, in the in his bar like when they yeah. all have his back that tells you something about the loyalty of people that was just show not tell kind of thing and I thought that was like well done with him uh, because he is like the vet around here like you could tell how people. There are there is some loyalty. Everybody's not just like cutthroat criminal down here. That's just yeah, what this banner kind of shows. He you can be good and be down here. What do you think Vander's gonna do now that he has to like dime someone out or yeah, like, what, what do you think the plan is? Yeah, Vander's someone. Vander's gonna dime himself out, which is gonna I be know, a problem. I fucking hell i hate that yeah. they're like the reports are four children blew up this building and seven he's, feet tall vander's like it was me yeah well I he's just it. gonna say like i'm not telling you who they are but you could take me and and say i'm the ringleader and told them what to do which which sucks well i hope that's not what it really is and that's what i'm saying about like if he dies and then they push the prologue into the the main story and now he's dead and and you know they have him as like the overarching he was our our homie but he's gone and now i'm vi is the new big dog but i have a quick question so when you're a down under person you're not a down under person because you're a criminal it's just because you're quote unquote like poor it could be or are you actually sent under there because you're why i just want to know the difference like it's not only you're sent out you're like sent under there because you're bad right it it could just be like you're not like a rich person I feel like it's kind of like you are either born there because like, you know, there's so many people down there. Families are made. You're either right. born a part of it or you get outcasted from the top is more of a better term. And you have really nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of forced to go down under rather than they're not just like exiling you immediately to go down under. You're just you don't have anywhere to go. You just know of right. this place. You just kind I'm of just trying there. to make like the the distinction between like when you're saying the criminals or whoever appreciate Vander. I'm just trying to make a distinction here, whether it's like everyone's bad, not bad, but everyone is like rough around the edges and you assume that they're, I mean, I guess they have to be just because they live down there. But I mean, is it like Vander's the good guy amongst criminals or it's just like, hey, we're rough around the edges where we're we're doing things we have to do to survive. I think it's more of the latter. Yeah. Okay. Is how I take it, I think. Not everybody up top that's like a citizen is also like a asshole. Like there are some good people right, there too. It's, right. it's, it's, some of them know, are they're good, bad for both. Yeah, some of them are completely oblivious to what happens down that under. That too, if you're just so yeah. rich and yeah. All right, but I want to switch the conversation because there there weren't too many more other characters introduced yet. I guess I can ask the only other character I can ask your opinion on is what do you think about that enforcer that I guess you could say softly works with Vander. 
Like they had the conversation in the bar. There was yeah. the, yeah. the two, the, the one guard with her, um, Marcus, and then uh, what was her name? Oh, I, I don't remember her, her name. Her voice was annoying me too because I just seemed like I knew her. Oh, I know it. I was just going to say, I know it. Who, I don't know her name, but I can point out every role she's ever been in. And I'm like, yeah, I know that's exactly what I'm saying. I need to know. I, I think I do, too, but I don't know the name and it's annoying me, but I won't look it up. So she's in Sister of the Traveling Pants, too. I can tell you that. Oh, that's the one that I recognize <laughs> her from. Um, but um, yeah, her uh, voice is very iconic. Yeah, I just took it like he's so respected in general that they know who to talk to if they need to, you know, do some things that are get right. their hands a little dirty. Sure. I don't know necessarily if there's anything more to it in my opinion right now. I don't want to say any sexual vibes between the two. <laughs> <laughs> he was hitting that back in the day or <laughs> I don't see like I, I take him like like in The Last of Us where Joel is older, but he's still a badass. Like I don't take him as like a decrepit old guy. Like she seemed older than him, right? No, he's hot. He's hot. <laughs> but no, I mean, she, she seemed, seemed older seemed than older. him, though, right? Yeah, her voice is also. I mean, no, like, her voice is older because I don't think her animated character is that much no. older. But like, mm -hmm. he gave me the Joel vibes where he's like, got this nice beard. I got a, got my hair all graying out. I got some salt and pepper. I'm gonna, I'm buff. Gonna kick some ass, you know. I just think there's probably so many circumstances. I mean, again, I'm, I'm not as clear like Jimmy was saying about like how you get top to bottom, you know. But like they could have had run-ins in the past. Like he seems like a good enough guy. She probably is a good person and is like everyone treats the these bottom dwellers like shit. But like I know that they're good people. So like let's make a deal. If he keeps those people in line, like most people, then she has to deal with less shit up there. So they have an understanding. It's just kind of one of those classic like Tropey a cop, a, a cop yeah. who is like in the mob, like. It has like yeah. mob ties or like you you just fucking relax over there like I got it on our side you, yeah you Kathleen clean up your mask I'll clean up mine sounds Yo, just Jimmy. like Winona Earp with the sheriff <laughs> and he knows how to deal with those exactly <laughs> those people and then the and then the new guy comes in you're like whoa dude come on yeah. agreed fucking Holt well I guess Piece the last shit. character to cover would be Little Man himself Echo. So yeah. is there any do any... we get his name as Echo? I can't it remember. It is Echo. It is he's I a king. I think they said it was Echo. Yeah, I don't know what. what because when way, he leaves, just like, I think the, the little bartender the, kind of. Yeah, the bartender yeah. guy calls him Echo, but when he goes outside, Milo's like, "Oh, little man, what's up?" Yeah, right. Um, okay. But thoughts on that's him? the reveal that he's little man, which cracked me up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he goes yeah. outside, starts throwing some punches, showing him the new moves Vi showed him. It's the best. I mean, he's he's I, a superstar. Yeah, I really like, again, you're going into the whole, like, you got to pay attention to everything in the surroundings with the, the animation, the gadgets, the appearance of certain things where he, he climbs up, he jumps in, he's looking, he's using a gadget to see through and to listen through the little horn so thing. Cool. It's just, it's so cool. Yeah, but it's also noticeable where it's like not super technologically advanced. It's like we have to scounge and scavenge to get make what we need to make so we can do this thing. He seems surprised to be hearing this conversation, so I don't know if he's going to be a little weirded out about the fact that it seems like our boy is talking to the Cox. So we'll see if that if he like tries to tell on him, quote unquote, to to Vi or any of the other homies. Not that they would care, I don't think, because they trust their boy. Yeah. I wasn't getting those vibes. I was getting they probably know that he has connections. Like, I think he was just genuinely eavesdropping to get information. Yeah, I, I don't know that. So like, because he knows that 
Vander's going to have to throw someone under the bus, and I think that's what he was right. more so shocked. Okay, about. yeah, like that someone's going to have to take the fall, and we don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, and this also brings into the whole situation where we find out that the person that they were stealing from actually came to that store. So he went down under, he went to their store, he bought stuff, didn't care the price, bought whatever he needed, threw the gold at him. And that's where little man got his quote unquote tip to be able to give Vi and the gang to go get him. So now we know this guy has gone down under. We know that what are, what are they actually called? So I don't, I don't want to call them Cox anymore. <laughs> the, the enforcers. enforcers, yeah. The enforcer lady, I mean, uh, you know, the enforcer lady says that this guy's area, this guy's house, workshop, whatever you want to call it, is stacked. And we saw it. We saw the inside of it. We know how, how crazy it was. So this guy is going to be someone you, you don't want to have stolen from. Now, I'm not saying I think he's a bad guy or anything, but I'm just saying he's he seems pretty high up. So the guys with Deckard, I didn't think they were going to be. First of all, I didn't think Deckard and his like squirrely ass squad was going to be anyone to like, like, I didn't think it, Just they were hired yeah. muscle to like follow these people. Of course, they couldn't follow directions. Deckard, such a doucher. But when little man was telling that story, I'm like, oh, was that on purpose? Like this guy was trying to make a scene. So little man could be like, go and tell people. Cause how would they know to follow them there? If not, unless Vi powder and crew are constantly going up there scavenging and they know them. Cause I don't see Deckard's guy like boss is an underbelly guy mm -hmm. and the guy they stole from obviously lives up top. So I don't foresee them working together. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my theory gets cut off there. So I don't know how they knew to follow them unless they didn't know they were going to that specific place. They just mean if you see them, follow them and see what they're doing type You're deal. saying whoever visited planted a seed to like set this up. Kind Two of. Like little wanted, man. Yeah. 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 Wanted them to break mm -hmm. in and cause this kind of thing. Right. Right. Well, that's, yeah. that's you made interesting. Jimmy sounded like you agree. I thought, mm, I <laughs> that's interesting. That, I kind of <laughs> took it like that too, because he was just like, oh yeah, like there's this, there was this clueless person who just like spent all of his money and I was able to just swindle him and like, just yeah. let me follow him back to his place without even knowing. Like it did seem it's like things you. were lining up yeah. a little too well for that to be happening. Yeah. Let's keep talking about that underbelly boss that we get at the end, right? That's who you're referring to? Yeah. Kathleen. Yeah. So first of all, I, I love just the, the shot of it being like underwater and you see that yeah. huge monster fish in the background. Just general thoughts of this character um, at first glance. Badass eyeball. Well, um, I was like, what are they doing to this fucking rat? And now they're going to do it to Deckard. So that's wild. Isn't he the volunteer? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. guessing he's the volunteer. Yeah. That's what they were implying because they threw him in the chair and then he left and then they were looking at the chair. They're like, I think we just got someone who volunteered. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah yikes. But did you I'm expect pumped. that level of violence towards the end with the like the mouse actually? Like, we got the blood splatter on the on the painting and everything. So were you expecting that kind of level of violence here? No. And it adds a whole nother layer of like experimentation. Like, what the hell are they even trying to do? And <laughs> that's part of why, like, obviously those jewel things like the sapphires or whatever, they feel like something extra, right? They feel powerful. And that end scene seemed kind of like experimental, right? You need something to turn that rat into like a little thing. It, I don't know. You know bastard. what I mean? Like, like it seems like it, it's all connected somehow. Like maybe those people need those sapphires in order to experiment or something like that. So they seem they, like a power source of yeah. to, to use. 
Yeah, so I have no idea, but I like it, and I love a big bad, so. So it's not really a secret that the League of Legends world has soft magic. Like, it's not going to be like a hard magic system, which I think you guys kind of figured just from how this is going. It seems like there's multiple sources. I just want to point out, like, the crystals were blue. That liquid that he's he's working with is purple. Purple, so yeah. It's there, it, that's, those two things are the only signs of outside of being like exaggerated animation of being supernatural and yeah it's a video game world there's going to be some supernatural stuff i'm pretty sure there's wizards and shit in league of legends but it's not like a very clear magic system it's soft super soft yeah going back to the animation that you were saying dave was i surprised or were we surprised when it came to seeing like the blood and 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 how the rat was kind of off screen changing but then you see the 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 death of the of the cat I thought going back to the fight scene too um I wasn't fully expecting just to see how awesomely detailed they were going to be when they do the close ups of punching in the face and and it's funny because I was kind of comparing it to like the Witcher where the first time you see the Witcher and Henry Cavill's doing some of his fights, they showed like the slow motion punch in the jaw, the tooth goes flying, things like that. You know, I didn't know how detailed and how brutal they were going to get. My main thing that I thought in my head was, all right, this isn't for kids. You know, you're going to think it's for kids because it's animated, which is the trope that you always get when it comes to animated shows. But we all know animes, mangas, they're not for kids, a lot of them. So... I thought that was awesome. And Kathleen, for you, my question would be like my thought when it came to seeing the underwater, like the window showing that huge fish. Is there like a third section like the down unders, the abovers and then the people in the water? Or is this just like his hiding spot? Is he just have like a little, you know, fortress in the water? What are you thinking for this guy? That is a great question. What are they under when powder? throws away the bag, they're on the top side and there's water, right? Where does that end? It could just be half of it is water, like to the to the point of water is water. And then the rest is this is like underground system. I actually have no fucking idea. That's a great point. I wasn't really thinking that far in until you said it. Well, let's talk yeah. about the fact that it seems like the down under is like toxic, maybe because the green hues and like like and the they have to wear the stuff. masks. And plus you know, the guard. The, yeah, I was going to say Marcus when he wa- like he walks into the bar, takes his mask off, and then when the top lady enforcer is like, "All right, just go for a walk, calm down," he has to put the mask back on when he leaves. And there's the like bar. fumes, like it's purposely showing, yeah. like <laughs> like fumes coming catch. out. Yeah. So I don't know what it's doing to them. I haven't paid attention. We haven't really met any of the upsiders yet. Like. Uh, this is obviously a stupid theory just because it's animated show and it's just because this is how animated shows are, but like their hair is different color and things like yeah. is it doing any kind of bodily changes to them. Are they, you know, if, what way are they affected by these fumes where the people upside have to protect themselves? Or or maybe like the people down below. Oh, I don't know. Wait, Marcus is a topsider and he wore the mask. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the people down below are used to it and the people up top are not like they they have like they're like probably genetically, you know. Yeah, it would be interesting for it to be like we don't know any full backstory on how long there's been the upsiders and the downsiders. And it would be pretty cool to have it be like the upsiders think the bottom side is toxic or something like the downsiders like made it some kind of um rumor that's been going on for a long time or something and the upsiders just believe it 
when really, like, say the guy's going to take his mask off uh, downside at some point, and be like, oh, Jesus Christ. And they're like, nah, it's fine. You know, like yeah. something like that. That would be cool yeah, just like because that. it's like just the trope of, yo, you know, we're toxic. We're the, you know, we're the, we're the bottom feeders. Maybe that, maybe they think that it's cool to have that rumor like, yo, you go down low, it's toxic to you. Who knows? No, you yeah. guys are doing great at picking up on those little things because. Uh, I mentioned it earlier. There's only nine episodes and each of them are under, I think they're all around 40 minutes. And then the finale itself is like 39 minutes. So mm. you can almost call it a limited series. And I'll expand on that in a second. They do a lot of the subtle world building in the ways that you have to pick it out, just like you guys are talking about now. So, and that's why it has rewatch value because I'm, I caught a couple of things. I was like, damn. I mm. I was just like right there. So is this yeah. a limited series, Luke? So that's up for debate because they haven't really come out and confirmed it yet. But because the show is set in the League of Legends world and in the League of Legends world, there are so many freaking characters. Maybe it came from a quote or maybe it came from just analysis of it or where the show ends up. It's basically going to be treated like a like a Haunting Hill House anthology. Anthology, yeah. Mm -hmm. But with a little bit more connectivity, like there's going to be some politicking that we get into throughout this season, especially with the top side plot line. And you hear about this other continent. And like maybe hear... they're thinking that season two is going to take place there with the events of season one having happened, but be a more right. background thing that has a cause. And you just don't thing. see Vi and right. Like exactly. Something, something would, exactly. they would be like, they would read in the newspaper like, oh, like place got blown up, like Topsider Street blown up. Mm-hmm. And they would be talking about it, like, oh, did you hear that crazy thing that happened? Like on the other side of the, the, the world. Right. Sure. But with the exception that this was so wildly popular that they might be influenced in their writing process to if they were going to do it like that, where they're probably going to shoehorn some of our characters in there just because of how popular it was. But again, I don't think any of that's been confirmed and it's been a while since I've like looked into the show because it came out a year ago. I've been waiting for season two news and stuff. So I don't have like a direct answer for that because trust me, man, I would do anything for just direct continuation. But mm-hmm. at the same time, they do such a good job of making me invest it in this world and just like the rules of the world that I wouldn't even mind if we had sure. our main characters only be subtly there. Okay, a couple other things. Do you have anything you want to bring up before? No, you're good. I'm just laughing because it's... I know we're going to watch the whole season. And I'm, I'm just, too, I'm just <laughs> watching episode two, right? Yeah, I'm so ready to watch the rest of it. Um, <laughs> so like I said, I already mentioned my... I wanted to make sure that I emphasized the the time skip thing because that's going to be important. And you guys might have already answered this a little bit, but out of V and Powder, who you guys like think... Like, are you more drawn to as a character, I guess? Because they are the face of the show and like the cover of everything. I just want to initial take. And then if you guys do end up finishing it or watching more, I would like to re-ask you that question. Yeah, it's just... I love an underdog dog right like of course Vi is our main main character mm-hmm. but I'm gonna say powder just because I'm like can't wait to see what she ends up doing but I think and but what you and Dave had said and what I said like I love a sisterhood story like give me both you know give me give me a scene with them both in it every day you know I love that if you didn't tell me that there was gonna be a time jump then I would say Vi right away I'm kind of scared when it comes to the time jump where we already said Vander might die, and that might be the prologue part of the story, and then we have the actual story where Vi and, and Powder are older. Am I nervous that maybe it jumps even further, and now that you say it, and maybe Vi is old and Powder is like, not, I guess they're not that different in age yeah, where it's a big like deal, but hopefully Vi years. doesn't die and it's just Powder, but I, I'm still going Vi. I liked Vi's character a lot. I think she's my main girl right now. I put Powder at three with Vander at two, so I could see Powder growing on me even more. 
depending on what her grown up character does when she has his time jump. I'm going to guess that they get split up at some point. If there's a time jump, I'm going to guess that they kind of go on their own. Like there goes my AirPod um, that they go on their own journeys and then have to come together. Kind of like a Sansa Stark and Arya Stark thing. Any mm. of the Starks, really. Like I, I'm guessing that at some point they get split up, especially if something like Vander dies. Something's going to pull them apart and then they're going to have to get back together. But I assume that they do get back together within the season. That's my guess. If we're going to theorize that Vander dies from the first episode, like you were saying, Luke took it in a way where they showed that bar scene where everybody seems to respect him, And he's the one that talks to the guards, the main guard from the upside. And could there be a situation where it gets rowdy if he dies, where there's no one to really wrangle in the troops of the downsiders and it's just chaos. And then Kathleen, like you're saying, I mean, who's holding back downside yeah. versus upside full war. Uh, you know, I love that. Like a lot of our theories are based off of this thing that you just said. And we were both like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah that's right? going to suck. Be, could, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, hey, I hope this doesn't happen, but <laughs> yeah. So like, could they get split? Hell yeah. There would be a crazy scenario. Like, I don't want this scenario at all, but there could be some funnies. Actually, again, sorry, Luke, for giving me the little the little spoiler that there's an upside protagonist. I was going to say maybe. One of my theories is they would get split and one would like be more upside and one would be more downside. Not Meaning, saying that the but, upside protagonist is on the same. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying that. View, I, I guess. Yeah, I was saying that one of my theories could have been that they, like Kathleen was saying, get split up and maybe powders upside and Vi because she's more the badass and could deal with the, the down under is the downside. But for now, uh, Vi is my girl. I'm going to stick to that. Yeah, I'm John Devi. I fucking love her. And it's she <laughs> is such a good sister. And it sucks too in the point in the episode when Milo's kind of talking shit on powder and sarcastically reiterates back, like, oh, you're right. She's definitely not as good as me. And then starts saying, like, well, she's not as good as you either. And then powder's already stormed off. I was like, Yeah, come on, powder, just stay there for like five more <laughs> seconds and you'll hear it. But you can tell that Vi just genuinely means very well for everyone, at least that she's very close to. She can you can clearly tell she holds some angst to the uh the top siders, like in the beginning of the episode when Vander's holding her over the shoulder, she's looking at the enforcer, she's got that like kill look in her eye. Mm -hmm. And even here you can kind of hear the way she's talking about the top siders like oh i don't give a fuck about them i'm just ride or die for everyone down here so i definitely love that side of vi and the fact that she can hold her own in a fight is definitely awesome as well i love her haircut yeah. too the shave yeah, yeah. Like, she kind of looks like she could be in last kingdom a little bit yeah she, she could i was expecting dave for that to be a bigger deal and i'm happy it wasn't like i thought that there was going to yeah. be a strife between the two of them because of that accidental hearing which was basically like you said a miscommunication where because she walked away at that certain point, Powder didn't realize that actually Vi was defending her and and going after Milo. And all she heard was the part that made it seem like she was talking shit. And I thought it was going to be like a thing where Powder was going to be mad at her. And, you know, I don't know how big I thought it was going to get, but I'm glad they kind of just like quickly talked she it out and powder was like we're good yeah, yeah like she didn't even have to she say like, milo fucked up here clagger fucked up here i yeah. fucked yeah. up here it's like yeah. it, was, it was so perfect i just love that side of vi yeah. a couple things i want to bring up if you guys don't have any more comments about that one i i just can't get over how good the world building it like the not the world building sorry well i guess the world building but more of like the physical look of everything yeah like, yep. at the very end when they're standing up the last scene you see 
for Vi and Powder when they're standing up and looking out over the top side. And then earlier on, you get it more later in the season, you get to see the whole downside views like that. It's just the detail, like how long it took to get like three seconds of frame to animate all of that is insane. And like, yeah. even little man shop like on the wall like every mm-hmm. single thing it looks so lived in and real like yeah all of that is just it's it's just mind-blowing and even just re-watching it it's just so physically like appealing to look at the tones are so different too from the yeah. top side versus the bottom when we were doing the heist everything is so bright we have the natural light you can see like the colors are way more vibrant and then the moment they hit the sewer everything is just a little bit darker um, and things get a little bit, like I said earlier, grunge kind of. It's almost like punkish, cyberpunk. Yeah. yeah, that's why I, I love when we get the shots at the top side too, because everything is just so neat and clean, and it just looks amazing. And like Luke said, for three seconds of shot to draw all that, it just looks so good, just unbelievable. And the the dichotomy that you're pointing out there, it makes for such good political plot. Like a lot of times, some people are hit or miss with with politics in like a fantasy or sci-fi show some people love it some people hate it i usually love it but this alone like it almost is intriguing enough because you see these such wildly different spots in this 40 minute pilot and we're gonna get like time skips and stuff and you're gonna see like how things change and like the conversations they have between the two sides it's just so interesting to me that's just a great like i'll call it like a b plot because it's not even about the sisters and stuff so all that's like really fun to to look forward to and then one thing we didn't mention that when we were talking about downsiders there are also non-humans like i think you guys probably yeah. saw some of that right like so keep that like in the mind brothel, when we're talking the, about the like, madam and stuff <laughs> right exactly exactly so there are different species all throughout this world and that's just like a very subtle thing but keep that in mind too when we're talking about just like is the air breathable upside, downside? Like there's also right. different species that come into play. So all of that's just there. And then the last thing I wanted to bring up before we can kind of like start wrapping and talking about what your guys' ratings are is something that you should know going forward. And I already kind of said it. This is the backstory for video game characters in a fighting game. So at some level, we need to get to a point where these people can fight like in a video game realistically like have their own unique fighting styles because it is through the lens like of a a video game so i would say just be on the lookout for like styles and weapons and trinkets and different things that people could use in a video game because they clagger clagger's the brute right now uh milo's the 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 sly thief version powder will eventually be the gadget girl and vi is just the the badass fighter right now so the main character this is kind of connected to that. Did you see in that very opening scene of the flashback where their parents were dead there, like what Vander dropped? Yeah. the Weren't they metal things on his hands? Like gauntlets or something. Yeah. Gauntlets. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's just like a cool, like little shout out to like, that's like the thing that he would use in the game if he were to be a playable character. Right. Like, right. Yeah. Stuff like that. I was worried in the, uh, that first shot. Did you guys by any chance take it that Vander was the one that killed the parents? For yes. One for one okay. second. For one yes. second. I rewatched and I was like, this doesn't really explain much. Like to me, it honestly looked like Vander was the one that killed the parents. And then yeah. once he adopts them, it's like, it makes it more obvious that he, okay, they were on the same side. He was but, fucking up the enforcers. Yeah. But it yeah. looked yeah. like, you didn't even really see him fucking up an enforcer. It was just like a. a you just see him beating the shit out of yeah. So it's like yeah. you could have. He could have easily just murdered their parents. Well, it's funny because the first scene they show him beating the shit out of the person, and then the two of them are standing there and they look scared of him. Mm-hmm. So I really did for a second take it like, okay, he's the bad guy, and then he like takes them, and then you kind of get over that. However, Eventually, you, know. you can tell that he gives them the look. 
and then they get sad. Like it, you can tell it takes until that last moment where Powder's kind of like digging into Vi that it's like, oh, these two know each other. And all they needed to do was give a look to show like, I'm sorry, your parents died. And like it was like a, a, a chemistry moment. Right. It wasn't like some random dude. It felt like maybe they were like family friends or something. Yeah. Something, you know, he, he knew the kids already. And that right. Know? He knew what they were looking for, and unfortunately, he just he knew where they were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I love yeah. that they're pink and blue too. They just stick out. That is like uh, yeah. anime esque, where they're just yeah. like they're just the the main characters. You can always tell the crazy color hair, and it's just easy to identify them. Vander and the parents of Vi and Powder like are Dumbledore's army, and some of them die, man. And then we're gonna have the next phase, of, or I'm sorry, the Order of the Phoenix, I guess, mm-hmm. if you want to say. And we're gonna have the next order of the Phoenix when it comes to Vi and Powder and Clagger and Milo. That's that's my thing. Kathleen, do you think any of these any of these main characters are gonna die? Not Vander. We don't count him right now. Our four <laughs> homies. Already, we're already assuming he's uh, he's done. Yeah, I think Milo and Clagger are not safe. You know, I think any death could really like trigger something. You know, like any sort of time jump. Something like I think a I think a big a big death is imminent. I'm not sure which one though. I, could be roll a dice. Could be anybody. So this is the point where we say we are going to binge immediately, add it to the list. And if you're going to add it to the list, where in your list? Mm-hmm. And then the third option and the sad option is, and for that reason, I'm out. And you got to explain. So I'm just going to pitch this right now. I think we cover the f- whole first season on the pod. Wow. Really? I, I think we do. I think we do a um a season wrap up of season one of so in. Arcane. Yeah, so mean, freaking in. I so, want all the arcane content. If we have to yeah. do this episode by episode, I don't care. I want it all. Yeah. So binge immediately is Damn, my answer. Really? I was mm-hmm. super nervous about your uh your response. And you said it at the beginning. You don't really watch too many animated shows, and that's yeah. why you were like the litmus test. I wanted to know if this is just because we it hit us at the right time, we all got into it and we hyped each other up, or if this is something that like I could offer to my sister. Luke either. was sure. very Luke was very nervous about your answer. I was. Definitely. I was like, yeah. probably <laughs> not either way, no, either way, we're gonna sit you down and literally tape your eyes over <laughs> yeah. the whole show. Yeah, no need for tape. We're yeah, good. Awesome to hear. I'm I'm happy. James. I think you guys knew my answer from before the show even started. When it comes to Town, I really trust you guys. It's tough when we pitch to each other because for the most part, we trust each other so much that we're going to say yes, at least add to the list. But for the most part, we pretty much are like, damn, you nailed it. 100%, you guys nailed it. I really enjoyed this pilot. I really enjoyed the characters, the dynamic between the two sisters, the dynamic with the, the gang, and especially Vi and Vander. I'm hoping Vander doesn't have an untimely death before this time skip. Uh, Luke, you pretty much nailed it. The I was trying to say exactly what you said early when I was talking about the the graphics and the appearance of everything. And I honestly just when you when you start a video game, it's an open world video game. You feel like like the world is your oyster, and you feel like everything is a possibility. And when I watch the show with these graphics and and everything that's going on, that's how I feel. And I'm excited to just see everything. And and I'm always looking in the background and I'm looking at all the gadgets. And and like you said, it just feels so lived in. And it feels like, you know, there's there's the possibility of this being a thing can't be a thing. It can't exist in a, in a real world type TV show, mm-hmm. a live action TV show. So, yes, yeah, so I'm fully in. I'm down. 
Let's do this thing. Bins right away. And I'm in for a, a season wrap up. If you guys want to do it, bring the gang back. Last thing I'll say, and then you could say your final piece and so we can get out of here because I'm just so happy with your guys' answers for what you <laughs> this. I was like really nervous about Kathleen's. Um, Powder and V are like an all-time du- sister duo for me. I love yeah. watching this show for the first time. I'm already loving again, seeing their like origins and stuff. This show is great. Jimmy said it best. Like it makes me feel a certain type of way that you don't get from a lot of different TV shows. So it's like, it's almost like a comfort show already for me. Yeah. I only saw it like one time. Like it just has that kind of vibe to it. The characters are fantastic. The The voice acting is praised pretty much around the industry. And again, like I, I've said it throughout this whole episode, the, the character development's amazing. Like the world building is incredible. And it's just, I'm just so excited that we're going to be able to talk more about it. So I will hold some thoughts back. Yeah, let's, next time we talk about this, we're going to have some interesting things to bring up about things you guys were right on, things you guys were yeah. right off on. And maybe we'll have the actual term for the down unders by that point. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. About our boy. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know which one of us said it, Kathleen, but either way, I hope one of us that we're wrong. Yeah, it was you, but I agree. Yeah. It took yeah. me two minutes to just watch rewatch this first episode, get to the intro and be like, Yep, sign me back up. <laughs> yeah. I wake up to the sound of the sign. <laughs> it's so hype. I mean, obviously the song people it got so overplayed as soon as the show came out. Like it was on like every radio station, but it's yeah. just something about it with the animation. You see it in the intro, it just hits different. God, this is gonna be so fun to do this with you guys. I'm so excited to get your your inputs on the upcoming episodes. And based on how the the size of this pitch down, like it wasn't too long. We'll be able to do it pretty quickly and yeah. pretty consumable. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're good, unless you guys have any other thoughts. Good to good. go. Sweet. All right. Well, that was our coverage of Arcane Episode 1. We'll be back with two or so more episodes covering the nine episodes season one. If you like what you heard and you love Netflix, we just got done our coverage of 1899. Luke and Jimmy were on that. Dave, were you on that? Mm-hmm. No. Um, Luke and Jimmy were on that with some of our other Binge Town members. They crushed it. It was not an easy show to pod about, I don't think. And they, I listened to it and they absolutely crushed it. Um, good show. Same creators as uh, Dark, which is another incredible Netflix show. So give that give that a listen. We also covered House of the Dragon recently, one of the best shows of all time. Um, Rick and Morty's happening right now. We're still covering Rick and Morty throughout the yeah, back half a, of the season. There was a huge break, so yeah. they, they just came out with a new episode, I think. I just watched episode seven. It was good. Oh, you might be um, ahead of us then. Yeah. yeah. Seven and eight are already out. So oh, damn, it okay. might have been yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah we it was yesterday. Um, the premise of seven is fucking hilarious. But anyway, go check us out. We have a backlog of, of a ton of different episodes, all different kinds of sci fi stuff. So if you like this, I'm sure we have an, uh, some other anime stuff as well. Tack on Titan, things like that. So go check us out. Um, Benchtown TV at on Instagram and Twitter. We have a website, BenchtownTV.com. If you're feeling a little generous, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Benchtown TV. We're going to record some fun episodes for that soon uh yeah so we'll be back for arcane episodes something 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 because the boys won't tell us when the time skip is but we're looking <laughs> forward to it we are binge town tv and thanks for listening oh nice. the misery <laughs> oh everybody wants to be you're listening to the geekscape network 